Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. And today, I'm excited to bring you an atypical episode of the show. Usually, we discuss films, television, Broadway, etc. But today, I'm bringing you a show with the amazing Steve Ward. So for those of you that may not be familiar with Steve, he is the founder and CEO of Master Matchmakers, and he was the host and producer of the VH1 series, Tough Love. Now, I do not really watch reality TV. Um, I don't watch Bravo. Sorry, everybody. But when this show was on, I watched it and I was actually obsessed. And mainly it was because of Steve. He just has this no bullshit approach when trying to match people and give dating advice. He just tells it like it is. Steve Ward, master matchmaker. Nobody knows single women like I do. The desperate, the delusional, the baby hungry. I see it in your face, your clothes, your posture. You smell exactly like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Seriously, you need my help. You might not like what I have to say, but before you find true love, you're going to need some tough love. And that was a clip of him on the show. (laughs) Um, And his success rate is just incredible. A majority of the couples on the show actually went on to get married, which is awesome. And, um, you know, Steve (laughs) did like a, a special. It was like VH1 tough love getting married and he officiated a bunch of the couple's weddings and it wasn't just for show. So that was really cool. But Steve also wrote two books and founded a cool app called Love Lab. So I'm so thrilled for all of you to listen to our Zoom conversation um, just about him and his career and his advice on being quarantined with your significant other or spouse and how to deal if you're single. Like I am not a reality TV show fan at all. So your show was the only one that I watched along with like Celebrity Rehab. So it's so random. Them, but I, I was obsessed, completely obsessed. I, pre- I appreciate yeah. you watching. We had a lot of fun making it. Yeah, you uh, you need to do it again. I'm kind of like, what's going on? You need to, I need another show like that. I'm not sure if it's very palatable right now and not, not to mention, you know, getting all a bunch of people to live together in a house might not <laughs> seem like the best idea in a pandemic. Yeah, so not not now now, but like soonish when this is over. I don't know, you could do like a quarantine of love, right? Who knows? <laughs> quarantine of love yeah, yeah that whatever they can all be quarantined together yeah, <laughs> um but yeah, i'm actually also like i'm so jealous that you're in california it looks amazing there it must uh just make everything more bearable the weather i would assume but um well it, it's 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 definitely one of the reasons why you'd want to live out here that's for sure yep. I, I never wanted to until now um we <laughs> 
fled to my parents' house in New Hampshire. We live in Manhattan, but it's basically uh-huh. a death trap there. So we got out around March 16th. So we've been six weeks at my parents' house. So, six weeks. Um, nice. Yeah. And six weeks quarantined with your parents? Yeah. And my sister and her husband um, and my two kids. So it's been... Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's been challenging for everybody. Um, We have, you know, like everybody has good days, bad days, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's great. (laughs) Well, you know, the confinement is definitely having a toll. I think on everybody and every family in their own way. I think it's it's actually making it a lot easier for people to form relationships and and uh, get closer. But at the same time, it's making it. Uh, a lot more stressful on relationships that already exist. Um, right. So it, it's it's a very interesting dynamic that people are experiencing. Yeah, no, I totally, and I I want to get to that. But but first, uh, you know, you you wrote two books. You are the the CEO and the founder of Master Matchmakers and Love Lab. You are uh, an executive producer and host of tough love. I mean, when did you first realize that this was something that you were really good at and you wanted to pursue it as a career, matchmaking and, and, and dating and love? Uh, well, my, my mom's been doing it my whole life. So okay. I, I sort of just followed in her footsteps. So when I was graduating college, I could have gone in the path of finance, but instead I went into the family business and uh, it, it was something I've just been doing ever since. I mean, that was 17 years ago now. Um, and it kind of feels like yesterday, but uh, we've had a really interesting path and we started just being a regional matchmaker in the Philadelphia area. And then we branched more into Washington, DC, and then into New York. And uh, once we were pretty much covering the mid Atlantic, uh, that was when we, we were discovered, so to speak for the TV show. Oh, yeah. And, and How we were started you doing, yeah. Uh, we just got a phone call one day from somebody who found us online. So yeah, we were, we were, you know, advertising on Google and we had some clips up on our website from different uh, media appearances that we had and they liked what they saw and uh, they reached out and we put together a tape and, you know, we sold it to the network and never really looked back. Uh, But it it was, it was a great experience and we had a lot of fun doing it, but uh, we went back to our roots and continue doing the same thing that we've been doing, which is matchmaking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have family businesses, but, you know, how did you figure out that you were really good at it? Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people can go into the family business, but not a lot of people are, are great. Uh, well, actually, the very first person that I interviewed uh, on my own ended up getting engaged to the very first person I introduced her to. Oh, and wow. yeah, so uh, ultimately, I don't think their marriage worked out. But at the end of the day, I was responsible for bringing two people together that at least got pretty close to making it last. And uh, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really expect to have success right away. And it, it kind of took to it like a fish to water. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. And it was a great experience. And uh, it, it made me realize that if I can uh, make a living by bringing love into other people's lives, why not do that instead of just trying to get by on Wall Street or something? Yeah, that's so nice. That must have been really rewarding. Um, but you were honestly, like, you were the best part of that show. Like, your approach to just telling it like it is and the no bullshit, like, I feel like that's why 
most people watch the show because of you. Did you get that kind of feedback? Because there are no other shows. Like, so the other one I, I watched since then, and I'm not even kidding you, it was this year in quarantine. It was the stupid one, Love is Blind. And I thought that was mm -hmm. garbage. Like it's garbage in the best way because I'm sitting here with nothing else to do. But I'm like, they need a Steve. They don't need a, a Nick and Vanessa. Like, you know what I mean? Like people well, need I, to be told, like, don't do that. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you drink that much, Jessica? Like, you know? <laughs> well, I think, I think the, the, the appeal of reality TV is the voyeurism and the fact that you sort of uh, set up the experiment and then let nature run its course. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, people end up doing things that uh, reveal their true character and it, it's best to just let them be and the camera will do the rest. So, you know, I, I once heard someone say, uh, don't do anything in front of a camera. You wouldn't want to be seen on television. And, you know, you just live by that advice while you're going through this and you're in front of a camera. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully you don't make any uh, decisions that you regret. Right. And your mom, Joanne, also seems like no bullshit as well. So I'm sure growing up with her, you were like, okay, it's kind of, you know, it kind of works just to tell it like it is, right? Yeah, you could say that again. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess the one thing I learned was that uh, it's easier to kind of go directly to the source of, of the problem and point out what it is that you're having trouble with and what it is that you'd like to see done differently in order to try to get uh, the outcome that you're looking for. And that's something that I think works in almost any situation. So uh, the more direct you are and the more you can confront the issue head on, then the more likely you are to overcome it. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. Um, so I was just wondering, do you ever find people that are completely unmatchable? Like no matter how hard you try, you kind of have to just say, okay, this our relationship, like, you know, at, like as a client, you're just not working out. Yeah, it, it happens, unfortunately, uh, more often than I would like. But the, the thing is that we go into an agreement to work with somebody in good faith. And the hope is that uh, after we've provided the coaching and the matchmaking, and we've done our best to introduce them to a certain number of people that mm -hmm. hopefully some sort of a relationship will develop. But Right. Uh, that doesn't always happen. And sometimes people are disappointed, especially if it takes longer than they would like to uh, get results. And results, as far as they're concerned, are you know pleasant interactions with other people that they may want to pursue a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And you know, for us, we can sometimes lead a horse to water, but we can't force it to drink. So unlike a lot of other services out there uh, that don't use photos or don't put people on the phone with one another, um, you know, it's a lot easier for them to make blind matches uh, because they're more, more or less setting you up to uh, go on a blind date with somebody. Whereas right. what we do is, is we try to package every person that we work with and we, we pitch them in a, in a way that we think is going to be most appealing to the people that they want to meet. And sometimes people are very receptive and they're interested. Other times you may get pushback or resistance. Uh, and depending on what someone is looking for or, or what they may appeal to, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to run into challenges and you try to prepare people for those challenges before you go into an experience working with them. But uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. And so sometimes you don't realize it until after you've worked with someone for a long time that they are, quote, unmatchable. Um, but, you know, it's, it's sometimes um, 
you know, an unfortunate outcome that we run into from time to time. Is the biggest reason because they're too picky, basically, or they keep saying, no, 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 I don't want that? Um, it, and yes, but that may be because of a, um, just a, a confluence of factors that, that maybe outweigh their criteria, right? So if somebody is of a certain age or they're in a certain location or they have a certain appearance or, you know, they have a certain set of beliefs or what, it could be anything, but that may ultimately limit them just in and of itself to a, a very small pool of candidates that would be appropriate for them. Then when you try to factor in their criteria, that pool can get really, really small. And then it just becomes a, a matter of practicality and reality that in some situations can't be overcome. You know, if somebody's just in a certain area, they only want to date in their area, they want someone very specific and that they don't want to kind of go outside of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. um, sometimes figuratively, sometimes literally, um, then they can be very limiting in terms of their possibilities and they don't always meet someone and it can be really disappointing. Yeah. What's your, your biggest or, or your most successful city, I'd say, Manhattan that you match or? Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's really tough to say because we're a nationwide service and we, we work with people throughout the entire country and we often bring people together throughout uh, different areas and, and they may connect and one person lives in one area and one person lives in a different area and they may make a change to be with one another. Uh, oh, okay. Got it. I was just envisioning like city by city people. You just match them pretty much nationwide if they're a match or just sort if of. They're, if they're open to it. If it's they're okay. open to it. Yeah. I mean, That's we just. So cool. Oh my yeah, God. We, we just wow. took on board a nurse who lives in Yuma, Arizona. And she's like, I, I live here in Yuma because it's mm -hmm. the highest paid, paid. It's the highest place. Uh, to be paid what she's paid for what she does in the country, but yeah. she's able to do it anywhere and she's willing to relocate anywhere and she's looking for a certain type of guy and we're going to try to find them for her. And, and, that's you know, interesting. I also feel like that's like, I mean, I guess, I don't know, as a guy, I would be like, that's a little desperate. No, like you're, I don't know. I mean, the guy is really into it. Well, it's it's really more or less about the fact that she's not originally from here. She's from another country. She came to the U.S. She mm -hmm. got her education. She became a citizen. She doesn't really have roots in any particular city. So okay. it's not about family or community where she lives. She's really just been about her career and her occupation. And, you know, she's still... Uh, a person who's in touch with her family at home, but she's really open to possibilities here in the U.S. And okay. so to be available and open to somebody who's looking for a very particular type of woman, um, they may be uniquely well-suited for one another. And with the distance being the only obstacle, you know, it's worth making an introduction and seeing if they can overcome it. Okay. Yeah, you you make a lot of sense. You're, you're you're good at this. I can tell you're very good at this. I'm clearly I'm the worst. Um, <laughs> but I've been doing this a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but so you are you doing this? I guess virtually right now for people. Are they contacting yeah. me saying set me up with? Okay, that's cool, and that's going well. 
Yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, we had a client just the other day who uh, he had a virtual date with someone that we introduced him to. He had uh, an orchid sent to her house the day of their date to kind of uh-huh. set the mood. Uh, and then they, uh, he ordered dinner from the same restaurant uh, and had it delivered at the same time. So Wait, that's so amazing. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So, so he oh. bought her dinner virtually and they enjoyed a dinner together over Zoom. That is so cool. So do you, yeah. and you coach them through this. Like, yeah. are you, okay, that's so cool. That's, wow, that's yeah. amazing. I, I feel like that's very intimate too, where it's kind of like, look at my house on the first day and look at, you yeah. know, that's so yeah. great. I love hearing yeah. that. Oh my gosh. It can be. Yeah. yeah. It, there, there's a lot of different ways that people are dating virtually. They're co-viewing uh, like television and, and movies like on Netflix or Facebook. Uh, they're also playing different games. There's a, a website, I think it's called Pogo, uh, where it has a bunch of different online games that you can play, like Scrabble and Checkers or Chess or any one of these other games. So okay, yeah, that's not my of, kind of date, but that's cool. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, once you've had, I'll enough, be like, uh, yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> Normally, that's what ends up happening is you have enough of the face-to-face dates where yeah. you're getting to know one another, and then it's about uh, just enjoying each other's company and giving each other sort of uh, a sense of uh, presence. Right. right. And, and, and being there for the other individual. And, and that can be yeah. very comforting, even with social distance. Okay. That's, that's so great. I, that's the best thing I've ever heard, how he sent dinner to her house. That's yeah. so awesome. Oh my yeah, God. We thought that was very clever. That was, yeah. that was a hundred percent him. Oh, wow. Cool. Good for him. Sounds like a great yeah. guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, well, we, 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 we learned from our clients too, and now we can share yeah. that advice with others and let people know that we're coaching that that was uh, that that landed very well and that you can try doing something like that yourself I would yeah I would have never thought of that and I guarantee my husband wouldn't have either so (laughs) um but so I mean right now in quarantine everybody's situation is different I told Mm -hmm. you mine you know we're quarantined with my extended family and my two kids and Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot um and again we have good days and bad but I just we're like roommates right now, right? Like mm-hmm. how do how do you get past that that roommate stage of quarantine? And I think it's so annoying when people are like, this is the new normal. It's not the new normal. We're gonna get over this really soon, I'm hoping, but I don't want to call it that. But it's again, it's like how, you know, what do you suggest to to just get through this and and not be roommates and not sort of want to kill each other, I guess. Um, well, I, I think it's important to do the things that you can do. Um, and, and sometimes something as simple as going for a drive up, up a scenic route somewhere and turning around and coming home, you know, is yeah. not even a bad way to just get out of the house for a little bit and get some fresh air. Uh, you can also go for a walk, go for a bicycle ride, you know, just sit out in a park by yourself and, and read and try to get some fresh air and keep distance from other people. Um, you know, it's important to have your personal space uh, as well as to enjoy the space of the people that you're with. Um, what's most important is to realize that everybody needs their time and their space uh, at different moments. It's not always at the exact same time where you want space, they want space. Right. And you want, you want companionship and they want companionship, right? And so it's important that you're able to communicate with your partner and to respect each other and to really be able to trust that it's, it's for your own personal well-being that you need these 
uh, breathers in between the time that you're kind of forced to spend with them. And it's not, <laughs> it's not that you, you don't want to be around them. It's just that yeah. you need a break from time to time. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I feel bad sometimes because I know my husband's love languages, but I'm just ignoring them because I'm tired and I don't feel like catering to another person, you know, in addition to my kids right now, where it's like, usually, you know, I, I have some help with the kids and, and, you know, so it's, it's, everything is completely different right now. And I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling guilty. And I also, I feel gross. I'll say that, like, I have not missed a meal since like, you know, since March 15th, I have not missed like a day of drinking alcohol. Um, you know, my roots are orange. Like, it's like, right. Do you know what I'm saying though? It's just that sure. feeling that you have, or you just don't feel that cute. So you kind of, sure. like, yeah, you're not like, I don't know if, yeah, if that makes sense, but you don't feel like you're just worthy of, of the normal attention or, or what you would normally give. I sure. Guess. No, I understand. And I, I, I know that there's a lot of women that uh, enjoy uh, being pampered and to pamper themselves. Not and even that, Steve. It's just like not having gray hair and not having, sure. you know, like it's not even like, I don't even, like, yes, I would kill for a foot massage, obviously, but like, it's not even that. It's just like, I don't know. I want, you know, I want my, you, you kind of know what I mean, right? Like, it's Oh, I do. I know what you yeah. mean. Trust me. I, I, yeah. uh, I, I asked my wife to give me a haircut uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and <laughs> I think she happened to do a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, she did you know, amazing. The, that's like yeah. that's so impressive. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, she did the sides and back. You know, the top's getting a little hard to manage, but I'll, I'll be dealing with that soon enough. Um, no, but, you know, I'm impressed. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah for people yeah. that they can't see it, I'm sorry for them right now that are listening to the podcast. Um, my sister basically helped my, her husband shave his head. He looks like he's going in for a, a brain surgery or something. Not <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You, really, you really need to be careful and to manage expectations uh, uh, when, when you're doing <laughs> this sort of thing. But uh, I, I, I think what's, what you have to try to be creative in terms of thinking of ways to take care of yourself and make yeah. yourself feel good and you know whether it's doing <laughs> some type of master class or um, locking yourself in the bathroom and doing your own ritual for a while or yeah. you know just just figuring out a way to give yourself the the personal time that you need in order to heal and to rejuvenate and to feel mm -hmm. good is is important and it's not selfish to need that time yeah. And I think, thank you for saying that because I don't feel like it's selfish. Um, I, sometimes I'm, I've made to feel silly. Like it's all in my head and it's like, mm -hmm. I, it could, sure. You think it's all in my head, but it's not in my head. It's the way I feel and it's what I see. Maybe you don't see it, but I see it. So to me, it, you know, it's, it's serious. So yeah, I think maybe if, if, as a spouse, we, we take our spouses or our significant others requests seriously because it means something to them. Maybe, maybe that would help. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I find that um, what works really well is to somewhat um, tokenize your love in a way and to, uh, in, in times of, of real difficulty, you can sort of take small incremental measurements of your love and, and give it to the other person and do acts of kindness or acts of service or, uh, you know, speak that love language and, and do it in a manner in which you want to give uh, before you wish to receive uh, and, and kind of fill them up in many respects. Give them a bank full of that love, which they can then 
you know, exchange with you in, in return, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they can then give you the love that you're, that you're needing and that you're requiring in the way that you need it. Um, so you, you can't be afraid to ask, you know, for, for what you need and also to ask them for what they need. Uh, and in times when you're feeling generous to, to give, and then when times where you feel needy to ask, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to be willing to measure that and, and try to think, you know, am I asking too much of this person? Do I need too much of them right now? You know, are they asking too much of me? Do they need too much from me? You know, and, and you can somewhat measure how much you each require from the other person in order to make it through a difficult time. That's interesting. And I, I like that aspect of giving before you receive because it's, you know, it's, it's a small thing, but I think we're forgetting it right now. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking in my head right now as we talk of what I can be doing more of, um, and it's a lot. So, <laughs> but let's just, let's talk about single people who might be feeling, you know, really alone and, and really down. How, you know, how, how should they cope with this? And, and again, if, if they might not have the means to hire, you know, a matchmaker, like what, you know, what should they do for this human connection and, and, and just how should they deal with everything? Well, uh, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, meeting people online and trying to connect with people that you think you may have something in common with, that you may be attracted to, that you may be compatible with based upon what they've told you and what you've told them. And uh, it, it's okay to socialize with strangers, but there becomes a point where you have to start to trust them and you want them to trust you and you're going to have to open up to each other and you, you, you have to be careful you know, to, to make sure you're not engaging with somebody who is working some sort of an angle, right? And that the person, you know, is who they say they are and they're not hiding something in their past and that they're, they're not, um, you know, actually stepping outside of a relationship that they're already in, right? And that they're not just looking to hook up if you're looking for something more meaningful, Right. So there's lots of, of filtering that's required when you're meeting these people and it can be exhausting. Um, but yeah. if you're not in a position to be able to hire a matchmaker to do that for you, then you got to be willing to put in the time to filter through these people yourself. And I would just say, you know, be willing to set aside the time, put in the effort, screen the, the possibilities, be very selective and maybe one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand, maybe somebody that has real potential for you, but, you know, put in the effort and you may get some positive results. And I think something that you said that would be nice for people to hear also is that there's nothing wrong meeting people online. There's nothing wrong if you meet somebody, you know, you're alone in, in your apartment or your house and you're single to meet someone on Instagram and DM them, right? Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No one's going to shame you. Everybody, you know, who's alone right now is probably doing that and it's okay. Just be careful. Yeah, just it's be careful. Kind of what you're saying, just be careful, but there's nothing, there's no shame in that, right? No, there's nothing wrong with it at all. People are meeting in a million different ways. So just try mm -hmm. to do your homework, make sure that the person is who they say they are, that they're not hiding anything from you that you would need to be concerned about. And, you know, take your time to get to know them online and virtually before you get to know them physically in person once all these uh, social distancing guidelines are relaxed. Right, right. And just curious, did you meet your spouse um, through matchmaking or just organically? Oh, I met my wife on a bus. Oh, fun. Like, yeah. where and, and how? <laughs> we were in Park City and we were both there with our parents uh, for just a ski, a ski vacation. 
and we were both on the town bus that services the uh, the resorts in the community and we were sitting across from each other and she overheard me asking for directions and uh, she uh, just broke into the conversation and that's all she wrote. That's so nice. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. great. So was yeah. this, that's so, so was this before the show or was it after? This was before the show, but before. Uh, Oh, yeah, wow. but but yeah, we we had a typical on and off again relationship during the run mm -hmm. of the show, and then after the last season, we got back together for the last time. We've been together ever since. Okay, I love that. And just out of curiosity, did any of the girls on the show try to hit on you instead of like and try to like get with you instead of the guys you're trying to match them with? No, no, that never happened. Are you serious? Yeah. Were they scared of you, or what? It wouldn't be you. I'm I'm serious. Really? They yeah. never tried to be like, hey, Steve, what do you... No, not once. No, I would have shut it down immediately. <laughs> That's actually true. You would have been so over that so quick. They probably would have cried and gone home and left the show. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. I always wondered that. I always was like, I wonder if they just are kind of like, you know what? Screw these guys. I'm just going to go for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How's your mom doing with all this? My mom's doing great. She's hanging in there. She's working the matchmaking business. Things are going really well for her. And she's just enjoying being a grandmother and finding relationships for people and doing what she's always done. That's great. I love it. Well, this was so fun for me. Like I said, as a huge fan, this was like a dream. So thank you. Not a you're problem. You're a lot nicer than I, I, not that you're not nice on the show, but you're just nicer um, than, than I expected, I guess. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, there was no reason yeah. not to be. Yeah. yeah. I hope nice you guys all promote. enjoyed listening and it was somewhat informal <laughs> and, um, as well. That also is so funny. Um, I really want to back on TV. He's just so good. And to all you single people out there, you should check out mastermatchmakers.com so Steve can match you with your soulmate. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, go ahead and follow at Stephen B. Ward. So thanks for listening, everyone. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast, Red Carpet Rendezvous. Okay, until next week. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.